Time now to join food and drinks reporter Andrew Dambino, who interviewed Lorenzo Antonori, beverage manager at Four Seasons Hong Kong Hotel, on Argo recently placing very highly in Asia's 50 Best Bars 2022 list. Andrew began by asking Antonori, who launched the bar two years ago, how he felt about jumping up from 72nd place to third in the space of 12 months. It's been a great week. Argo has been a project that we started three years ago. Seeing the result and thinking about the effort that the team has put into the project and the time that has been put into the project is uh, really, really fulfilling. I also feel that it was a great opportunity for us to connect with old friends, friends that we haven't seen in two years, colleagues. Of course, being number three is an incredible achievement, but for us, and for me personally, it was really about reconnecting with the industry, celebrating the industry all together, and of course, uh, celebrating what Argo has done in the last year. Well, it's an amazing feat also, because the bar in this form, taking it over from the old blue bar, which was hugely popular mm. in the same hotel, has found this immediate success from the critics. We are meeting on a Friday evening, and there is a buzz happening because uh, restrictions have been eased and people are eager to get back. What is it that you think is within the DNA that makes this uh, very popular in the minds of those who are critiquing mm. cocktails, but also who are coming along and enjoying what you're doing the idea was uh, to create a space first of all fun uh, accessible even though we are in a four season I think hospitality and especially luxury hospitality is changing is shifting towards uh, the new generation of consumers and uh, we wanted to create a space that is uh, still refined with uh, of course the four season service but basically a place where you go and you can take off your tie you know, wind down, listen to from David Bowie to the uh, modern talking, sipping uh, some some cocktails and having a chat with the bartenders in a very unpretentious way. Because of our heritage, because of our location, we always been somehow a catalyzer when it comes to the F&B scene. So I think all those elements together brought us to this uh, success that we, we don't take for granted and we always uh, look away on how to improve and evolve. You have a Bible of spirits, which you have put a lot into, a lot of thought. You put a lot of thought into infusions, whether they're alcoholic, whether they are non-alcoholic. It's a very interesting time, probably, for cocktails. Do you think that the people who come here are the kind of patron who is intellectually interested? Or do you still get the maybe old-fashioned type of person who comes along and say, hey, can you just surprise me? i just tell you I like gin or I like vodka and can you just do something? Something I didn't think about. Well, uh, you know, despite the concept that we have put in place in Argo, as I said before, we want to be very accessible and approachable, mm -hmm. you know. I don't want to go in a bar and having the bartender to teach me something. Yeah. I want to go in a bar and enjoy my time and, relax. and that's uh, relax. That's what we do here. We introduce eventually new things to our guests. If they are curious, mm. then we take them into this journey. Otherwise, we're more than happy, and actually, we, that, that's what we love to do. If you want to have an old-fashioned, if you want to have a classic cocktail, a mojito, yeah. a piña colada, is absolutely fine. The concept of Argo and the name itself is, uh, is about discovery. The name itself is, um, uh, is a metaphor uh, that wants to explain this journey of exploration that mm. we embarked in the world of beverage yeah. and uh, and the same what uh, you know of course the the, the myth was uh, describing this journey 
where the Argonauts went in and the discovery of unknown lands and territories. Mm. That's what we do in the world of beverage. And uh, um, you were so you were mentioning about uh, the Argonauts, the classic mythical tale, which was a sailing of of discovery, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. I mean, we were uh, curious about where the world of beverage is moving towards. And uh, and that's why we uh, we focusing on innovation in spirits making. Mm. It doesn't. There is no relation between us and the movie Argo. It was so hard to actually come up with a name. And then my mom from Italy, she told me your bar sounds like a, a weird and wonderful place, but it's about exploring. And uh, why don't you uh, consider Argo? So wow. thank you, mama. <laughs> Ciao, mama. If you're listening to this uh, beautiful interview, love you. <laughs> what in your mind, if you go to another bar that isn't your own, or in terms of your bar, what makes a great cocktail today? There is not really the perfect cocktail, but in my mind, what makes a good drink is uh, the balance, the ingredients that we are using, the technique that is used, and as well the element of storytelling. Once those boxes are checked, we have in front of us a great drink. It's, it's like a dish for a chef, right? Yeah. What is something that you have introduced recently, which you would say gives a good example of how the Argo philosophy works in terms of balance? I think when it comes to the whole experience, we introduce something very silly. I think it really yeah. represents us. So whenever you see the Argo, you get welcomed with a complimentary little glass of sparkling wine with inside a colorful gummy bear. This contrast between high end mm. and something more approachable and fun. That can break the ice in a way. We created a menu that uh, wants to somehow make everybody happy so you have uh, the old fashion of the world, you have the mm -hmm. Negroni, but then you yeah. also have drinks that are a little bit more fruitier and palatable and floral. You have the Martini. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our Argo Martini based on Argo Gin, is a gin that we have created in collaboration with the, an Australian distillery. Yeah. It really wants to embody this idea of innovation in spirits making. For the uh, Argo Gin, it was, uh, the idea was uh, creating a bridge between Australia and Hong Kong mm. with this idea of innovation in the background is a London dry style in which we introduce three types of uh, Chinese tea distillery. Ah. The gin, instead of using water, mm. it's been diluted using oolong tea, ah. and then has been aged for several weeks in a Chardonnay cask, which previously was washed, apologies for the technical term, uh, was washed with dry vermouth. Ah. So it was an empty wine cask, it was filled with dry vermouth, then it was emptied out, and then filled again with our gin. Yeah. That gives this tannic, slightly agey flavor profile and also beautiful golden color. Wow. You mentioned the aging in the cask. Some bars in Hong Kong have, in recent years, maybe had a small cask and actually make a very small batch of aged cocktails in-house. Do you do uh, that kind of thing yourself? We experiment with the aging process, mm. uh, but uh, we took a different angle. Uh, we have a drink on our menu called the Single Origin Negroni. Yeah. It's a Negroni which is aged inside, uh, instead of using a wooden barrel, mm. we use a dry cocoa pod from Malaysia. So we uh, cut from the top the dried cocoa pod, yeah. we remove the dried seeds and then we fill them up with a Negroni batch, oh. leave them vertically resting in the fridge. And this is a process that takes 12 days. Yeah. We were kind of questioning how a different material would impact mm. the flavor of a liquid. Yeah. And the end result is of course this beautiful deep 
rich chocolatey flavor, but of course a tannic element as well that shines through the drink. Oh. I know that you are going into your own areas of discovery. What is something that you have come across recently? What ingredient or process have you come across that really excites you right now? I'm definitely very much curious about anything that has an element of uh, provenance. Yeah. So anything that has a very deep connection with the terroir and the region of, mm. the, of the place mm. where it grows or where it comes from. So perhaps coffee is definitely something that I'm very interested, not just about the origins, but also the me methodology used these days and the technique used these days to produce and ferment coffee. And besides Chinese teas that you've used in your house named gin, what other elements have you found that have been really interesting to use within the cocktail from Hong Kong? We, we are a big fan of, uh, of supporting and unfolding what Hong Kong has to offer. Mm. We have a couple of drinks on the menu which have been created uh, using our own beehive. Uh, we, have, we have two beehives. We partnered with, uh, with a local honey farm called Hong Kong Raw Honey. Uh, in Yunlong, oh. to beehive which produce uh, uh, longan and lychee honey, and that for me was uh, unbelievable because I didn't really know that Hong Kong had uh, urban bee farming. So with these guys, we we got the beehive, we got the honey, and the raw honey is totally different from the mm. commercial one, right? And the yeah. industrial one, and that was very interesting because it kind of made me understand how not just, of course, the importance of bees for the environment, but how. You know, you can be in the wildest part on earth uh, in places where you don't probably think that certain things can happen, but they do happen. And mm. being in Hong Kong, which is uh, one of the most dense cities in the world, and just being uh, 45 minutes away from Central and seeing a, a bee farm, it was very fascinating to me. Yeah. And I think introducing that honey in the drink create that element of storytelling that allow us to explain the drinks better to our guests and also our guests kind of we basically blew their minds because yes. it's such a small element mm. but then you build this beautiful story around and the drink hopefully tastes good yeah <laughs> and yeah. and that was this is what makes the difference i think everyone is interested whether it's a, a mixed drink or something that is uh, arriving in a bottle already mixed or whether it's from a winery that has a good story for yeah. sure I want to also ask, what do you do in the ways of addressing the non-alcohol drinker? Because in Hong Kong, as in other parts of the world, of course, there are a number of people who don't want to drink too much or maybe don't even like uh, drinking alcohol at all. We found that uh, non-alcoholic cocktails have the same relevance than alcoholic mm. ones. I don't, I don't think that we should... Uh, Distinguish. Distinguish. It's like genderizing cocktail, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, like I, I get very upset when somebody says... Uh, a lady cannot drink an old-fashioned or a gent or a man cannot drink a cosmopolitan. Yeah. That's, I agree with you, and that's why I would never call them virgins yeah. or, or mocktails. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. But, uh, but so not but, alcoholic no, no. cocktail. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I think these days, we, you know, in our menu, we have five non-alcoholic cocktails um, that, we, that are very popular. Mm. I think we are shifting towards a better and healthier lifestyle. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we drink less, but we drink better. Mm. And, um, mm. and I think in the market we also can use, and there are these days product and produce that uh, allow us to uh, use non-alcoholic spirits, right? I was going to ask you about that. Are you keen on those? I am keen, as long as they taste good mm. and as long as they taste well in the drinks, yeah. I'm totally open. And uh, I think, again, 
technology and uh, the industry is moving very fast towards a more more sustainable uh, mm-hmm. way of operating. And I think having those uh, producers creating those non-alcoholic uh, spirits, botanical spirits, non-alcoholic spirits, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it's for the good of everybody. Final question, Lorenzo. For people who are making their own mixes at home, we're just coming into the very hot season. What could you say to someone if they want to add one or two little touches to a drink that they are having that can just bring some freshness in the summer that they might not have thought of before? I think, you know, think about herbs, fruits, even a simple gin and tonic or a vodka soda can be spiked up, can be lifted up just by adding either uh, fresh herbs like basil or thyme or rosemary Mm. or uh, thinking about seasonal fruits. Uh, you know, adding to your uh, spritz some fresh watermelon mm. or like any other seasonal uh, fruits, I think it would make a huge difference in the end result. So I'm a big fan of seasonality. I'm a big fan of fresh ingredients and I'm a big fan of using produce that are closest as possible to where you come from or where you're living. All very responsible ideas. Lorenzo Antinori, thank you very much for your time and wish you continued success. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope to see you soon, Argo. That was, that was Lorenzo Antonori, beverage manager at Four Seasons Hong Kong Hotel, talking about the award-winning bar, Argo. And he was talking to Tuesday food and drink reporter Andrew Dembina. I don't know about you, but I like the sound of the longan and lychee honey. Mm.